0: People, this is historical AF. My
1: name is Natalie, and I'm Kena. We're a historian, a librarian, delivering you the funny, weird, spooky, and morbid historical nugs you never knew you needed in your
0: ear holes. Yep, that info coming to your holes right at this moment is episode forty-six. Forty-six. I have to now do that. I just go 40s. <laughs> forty-six folklore and urban legend stuff part dose welcome welcome hope you
1: guys had a good week you guys have uh, thoroughly enjoyed part one <laughs> and how we ended on child death and drinking pee oh yeah drinking pee that's how it ended yeah and then I mean, hi
0: carrie i hope you're still with us <laughs> carrie k and the other carrie because you live near gates of hell so that's true Wait, all of our carries, however many we have, I keep, I lose count. Three, I, I think. Alive and part of our Patreon, cause we appreciate. Yeah. We, this is when we need our special effects.
1: We have three. One by the dog man, one <laughs> in Hellmouth, the one by the black eyed kids. So good luck. I don't know if some creepy ass kid shows up at my door with black eyes dressed like a Victorian toddler. I ain't letting them
0: in. I'm not answering the door.
1: <laughs> yeah i don't either like i don't even get up anymore like I, people ring the doorbell i feel so bad my neighbor the other day she just kept ringing the doorbell and like knocking and i'm like i don't answer but i finally was like god damn it and she gave me like three bags of vegetables that her uncle had farmed that morning and i was like oh i'm sorry you've been standing out here for 20 minutes because i'm always the door <laughs> yeah she was just trying to give me free stuff my bad. She's like, Do you eat vegetables? And I was like, Is this a trick question? <laughs> I don't I don't understand the question. That's fine. Because <laughs> I'm relatively new to this neighborhood. And I'm like, I'm not used to people like you know, yeah. talking to me. My last house, this is a great story, so not great for me. But my neighbors never talked to me, ever. Like across the street they had some kids and they were weird and their parents occasionally would be like, Hi, you know, and we were walking the dogs. But So Zeke moved to Texas before I did, so a few months (laughs) or whatever. And the day my cat died, she was, like, 16, and I had the vet come over and, like, euthanize her so we didn't have to take her to the vet and stress her out or whatever. And I'm, like, hysterical. And my next-door neighbor comes over and knocks on the door, and he's like, I noticed your husband left you. Can I mow your lawn? And I'm already bawling because my cat died. And I'm like, well, what do you mean my husband left me? He's like, well, I just noticed he hasn't been around in a while. I just thought I would help you out. He didn't leave me. He just moved. I'm like, we're both going. I swear. Fucking neighbors. Nosy. Yeah. Nosy, but also kind of considerate. I feel half and half about it. I did let him mow the lawn, but I was also like, my cat just died. It was a whole lot. <laughs> Zeke thought it was hilarious. He's like, "All oh, our neighbors thought I left you. Like, You're never leaving me. You can't get away with that. Cause... All right. I want to get Let's started. get the ball rolling. Um, do you want random or what's my other one? Historical. Historical. Okay. All right. For historical, I thought it'd be fun to just start out with, uh, what the fuck is folklore anyway? Because I misinterpreted the assignment for a while <laughs>
0: i I feel like that should be on episode one i know right i'm sorry if i had done that Yeah. yeah so
1: folklore is a traditional art literature knowledge and practice that is spread largely through oral communication and behavioral example so every group with a sense of its own identity shares as a central part of that identity folk traditions the things that people traditionally believe, so like planting practices, family traditions, worldviews, things they do, like dance, music, So know, like building a dam, how to nurse an ailment, prepare a barbecue, make, like architecture, art, and crafts, and then say, like stories, riddles, and song lyrics. So my historical story this week is taking me back home to the hills. We're going to do some Ozark folk medicine and magic. And the hills are going to come out because when I even talk about the Ozarks, my accent gets worse. I can't help it. You know how it's like when you go back to your parents, you revert back, you know, to your, like, childhood self? Anytime I talk oh, yeah. about the Ozarks, my accent is so bad.
0: Oh, I know. Mine's getting worse, too, because now that I work with my mom... <laughs> <laughs> Though, it's not as bad. I feel like her and I, we kind of mellow each other out, especially with our rest of our environment. But, man, when we're with Papa and my aunt and everyone else, nah, yeah, it's worse. It's so bad. <laughs>
1: All right. So, there were very few physicians in the Ozarks, which you can imagine because nobody went there. There was nothing there. So, they called them granny women or medicine women. I just like the granny women. That just sounds fun. Good old granny. Serving you up some weird shit to cure what ails you. Have. Fun fact 25% of the vascular plants in the Ozarks can be documented, at least folklorically, as being medicinal. So I thought that was a pretty high percentage. Another fun fact people call this hill folk herbalism. <laughs> I wish you could see. I mean, people are watching, they can see Natalie's face, <laughs> but those that are listening.
0: Hill folk, Uh, our words. (laughs) uh, We had no hope of understanding anything. So,
1: here are just some of the folk medicines and remedies used in early Ozarks to cure yellow jaundice. You eat nine chicken lice on bread and butter. Lice, lice. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, I do not recommend. I don't know how that even works. Some of this stuff actually worked, and I can see why it worked. But this one I don't understand. To help your heart, you scrape off the black stuff, the creosote off the skillet, and use it as tea. They thought that, that black stuff stimulated your heart.
0: I feel like that is very unsanitary <laughs> and might make your heart worse. I think so, too.
1: I mean, I was cleaning, like, uh... Oh, what are they call? Oh, fuck. Terrible story, Tina. I already forgot what it's called. Like, the black thing you cook on. The cast iron skillet. That black stuff. I was cleaning one today and, like, seasoning it. <laughs> no. And then I read this and I was like, no, I don't want to eat that. That's disgusting. No. No, 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 no. So, to care for a cold... You rub on coal oil, which is kerosene or turpentine. and then, Or you could rub on a mixture of skunk grease and mutton tallow.
0: <laughs> if I was not watching, she just looked down, like, defeated. <laughs> well, and let me think of the Florida skunk creature. Oh, uh, yeah. And, again, any kind of, like, animal grease, animal juices, i just like, no.
1: Oh man. And then we have another different remedy for toothaches. The Ozarkians thought that you could pick up an old jawbone, walk back twelve steps, and drop it over your head. And boom, toothache's gone. That's way better than a mole. <laughs> mole or the nail. Or the nail. I'd rather do that one. Yeah. That I give you that. I mean they're old jawbones, so they're not like juicy. So that'd be a way better experience than yeah, a, dead I'm just thinking a bit shattering, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For eczema or acne, you could rub on black hen's blood. It's gotta be black one though. You can't just be like you red hen. Uh R. I. P chicken little. For warts, rub them with a dish rag and bury the rag. Go to the crossroads and throw nine rocks in different directions.
0: By the way, Jeff Jeff just said, mole has more swag. <laughs> I mean, want you... Okay. What you're I not need, wrong. <laughs> what I need is a mole on a gold chain, but no. and teeth be gold too. <laughs> Maybe even a gold tail. You like merch? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can I put a mole, a dead mole on a mug? <laughs> I mean, I don't see why not Secure to cure toothaches. So you like drink tea from our dead mole mug. Here's what ails you. Put <laughs> the picture.
1: <laughs> oh, I, 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 support it. Okay, let's one for, for stomach problems, consume the pulverized lining of chicken gizzards. Jeff <laughs> approves. That's a good. Thing, yeah. <laughs> Okay, chicken
0: gizzards? Yeah, the lining of the chicken. Oh, gizzards. I'm sorry. That well, was
1: yeah, very specific. It's very specific. <laughs> oh, God. My dad used to eat chicken gizzards and livers and hearts, and he'd put it on macaroni and cheese, and he would call it a casserole. And I'm like, no, sir, that is not a casserole. That is an abomination. And they'd be like, no, it's got breadcrumbs on it. And I'm like, no, no, that does not make bread it Breadcrumbs does not make a casserole. No. Makes croutons. I remember very vividly as a kid, we were at my Meemaw and Peeballs. Again, I'm Ozark. We're so south. And then we came home and we smelt my dad's chicken heart casserole. And we turned around and went back to my Meemaw and (laughs) Peeballs. My mom's like, fuck it. We're not. No. Because it smelled so bad. No. I hate it. (laughs) For sinus problems, which I have, find mold on your door breathe nine times deeply in each nostril (laughs) and die (laughs) and do this three times every other day for nine days and it and it makes sense because what they were getting was penicillin i guess Uh, you just gotta have the right kind of mold if it's like black mold you're just fucking dead right like the most legit one then Then we have (laughs) I don't know. I, just don't, I know. don't know. I don't know either. I don't. I just know like black mold is like super poisonous. You don't want to be yeah. shoving that up your nostril.
0: <laughs> keep all orifices clear.
1: <laughs> just don't do it. For sick babies, give them wild artichoke, and for boils, use poultices. And uh, for a goiter on the neck, take the hand of a dead person and have that hand touch the goiter. <laughs> okay, well, Where do you just
0: find a dead person? Well, okay, one, the word goiter, oh, I'm never going to be see Like, I couldn't even take a drink during that. Um, this <laughs> is like a, like a fucking weird word. Oh, it really is. Okay, so you need a dead, a dead person's hand. hand. Mm-hmm. Detention,
1: yeah. Uh-huh. You need a cup of the goiter, the dead corpse hand. No. <laughs> uh, what do you do? Just go up to like the local, you know, corner. corner. Like, hey, mm-hmm. I need all that. <laughs> I don't think it works.
0: Also, for how long? It um, doesn't specify. I mean, do you what? need like a cousin, um,
1: a thing scarf? Her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jeff just said, pop open the old pantry and grab Granny's hand. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that bar with the toe drink maybe has hands, too. Maybe. But, you know, like, older times, in the way back Machine, you would have old people just hanging out on your dining room table. Because if somebody died, you had a wake in your house, and you just plop them on the dining room table, when people came around and, like, yeah. visited. So maybe there was just a lot of dead people. It was it was a tougher time I think somebody was probably dead for child asthma oh okay i like again specific (laughs) Take (laughs) take a child out measure their height on a board and at that place on the board you auger out a hole and put a child's hair like a lock of the hair in that hole then you store it with a hickory cork when the child grows beyond that the asthma will be gone in other words, you're just gonna fucking grow out of asthma, and all this was just a waste of time.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I get about that. So what if you don't grow past that?
1: Oh, ooh. that's a mystery. You die?
0: Like, make it past like 18. they very wheezy. I do not know. It made me think of the penguin of From Toy Story. <laughs>
1: As I'm wheezing now, laughing. Allergies, uh, oh, the whooping cough, which is apparently making a comeback. Uh-huh. God damn people,
0: vaccinations. <laughs> no, I don't understand the anti story. I don't either. This is the reason why we don't have a lot of. Like I've never had chickenpox. Why? Because I got vaccinated. Oh
1: well, I'm old, so they didn't have that vaccine when I was a kid. But yeah.
0: I mean, I get that. That was probably one of the newer...
1: Yeah, but also like yeah, even chick If like adults that didn't get vaccinated that never had it, you can get super sick. Like Mm -hmm. Ashley didn't get hers till she was in her 20s. It
0: was horrifying. God damn. I don't understand. I have no... I hear some things are coming back because of people not vaccinating. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, whooping cough and the mumps and measles are coming back and that's they were supposed to be like eradicated. <laughs> like now they're just fucking, fucking dumb. Yeah, Jesus. Anyway, whooping cough, one ounce of fresh red clover blossoms, one pipe boiling water, and a cup of honey. Apparently, this gets right, right rid of it. It sounds like it would just calm your cough, not get rid of it. Probably. It does seem very soothing. But... You're drinking honey and what else? Uh red clover blossoms. Okay, so it's like a fancy tea,
0: basically.
1: Yeah, pretty much. This is what I thought was funny. A colicky baby? <laughs> it's like, get a pipe, like, with tobacco, and then put some, like, milk in it, and then blow at the kid. <laughs> I don't know, like, the justification is, like, they'll get milk, but no, they're just getting full-ass nicotine shit. I, I don't, I don't get the milk part. Like, just it makes no sense to me, but they're just getting full-ass nicotine. Maybe that would calm them. I don't know. But it's not good for you. Secondhand smoke is bad. Okay. (laughs) Don't do it. Uh, This one I thought was wild as shit. So having a baby. Terrifying. Anyway. But there were midwives because they didn't have doctors most of the time. And they had a midwife book. And it like assisted them. But most of the time they just knew it by heart. So these are things that they did. Holy shit. So, they gave their patients blackberry tea, and it's an astringent, both during and immediately after the birth to prevent hemorrhaging. Raspberry tea, which relaxes the uterine muscles, which my dad was like, Z he calls him a witch doctor, alternative medicine, but raspberry tea is supposed to have, like, cramps and stuff, so that's still happening. And then, uh, the slippery elm bark, which was used as an aber, oh, what is that word? Aberfasciant? i don't want it it's supposed to speed delivery and finally like this is the part where we left uh once they're like full in labor and they're like about to have the kid they like filled a turkey quill with like snuff and they blew into her face so she sneezed and then would like pop out the kid
0: (laughs) that one actually well the fact of how they make her sneeze but I think about when you sneeze and all the muscles you use, it actually makes sense. It
1: does. It's funny, but it actually makes perfect sense to me. Like,
0: this is probably the least craziest
1: one of them all. I think so, too. Yeah. I honestly... (laughs) It made me giggle, but I was like, this makes perfect sense. I don't... I can't complain with that one.
0: Uh, (laughs) And also being like, pregnant women, watch your sneezes. (laughs)
1: Uh, They also used a lot of amulets in the Ozarks, so it could be the form of a string, ribbon, necklaces, and those would be to, like, relieve pain or ward off illnesses. Many Ozarkers wore Buckeyes, a piece of lead, or a mole's foot around their necks to keep from getting sick, so the moles, moles. come back. Poor <laughs> moles. While well, these had no therapeutic value, obviously, they served as a reminder that somebody cared and it kind of gave like a psychological edge against the disease. So that I guess the mind over matter thing is what they're assuming. Uh, they also had amulets from beads made of cottonseed, rattlesnake bones, and they hung those around babies and they used them for taping. <laughs> fucking rattlesnake bones? No thanks. For rheumatism, the elderly people wore copper or brass bands around their wrists and ankles, which they sell that shit today. Like the copper shit for arthritis. I don't know what it's supposed to do, but people still do it. And then, I oh, thought this is funny. Others believe wearing a pair of crawdad claws on a string around your neck would cure stomachache. Crawdad? Crawdad. Lee calls them mud bugs. I'm like, no, they're crawdaddies. Why is there such a cultural divide between the North and South? I'm constantly like, I don't understand your language. <laughs> uh, it's fine. I think crawdads make perfect sense, but that's just me.
0: So you have for, enough for
1: stomach ache? <laughs> <laughs> no, that does nothing. Thousand percent. Uh, So now some for witchery. Ooh. A belief in witchcraft goes far back in history, you know, throughout mankind. So it's not too far fetched to believe the Arkansans were on board. Henry Rose Schoolcraft, which was like the first man to go through the Ozarks and actually document it, that was not Ozarkian. It was like 1818, 1819. He found that all classes of people were superstitious and he documented a lot of witchcraft. And there's a lot of books that are like folklore, superstition, and like witchcraft in the Ozarks or whatever. And these are also the people like the Arkansas Traveler that just went through the Ozarks and made fun of people and then, you know, wrote books about it. But I digress. <laughs> the schoolcraft guy said among all classes, superstition is prevalent. Beliefs in witchcraft have still have their advocates here. He went on to say that one of the earlier settlers believed that his rifle was bewitched so that he could kill nothing with it, and then he sold it because of that. That was one of the earliest accounts of witchcraft. I can't kill anything, so it's obviously bewitched. It's not his lack of aiming. <laughs> it's just totally witch. A correspondent writing with the Arkansas Gazette in 1839 reported on, quote, a marvelous story of witchcraft. It is stated that one in the family at no great distance from Van Buren and a half dozen persons from 20 years of age down to infancy have been several weeks laboring under strange and unaccountable afflictions. The afflicted, he wrote, have seen two neighboring women who they charge to be witches riding upon broomsticks. The correspondent concluded it's perhaps fortunate that no statute against sorcery and witchcraft is found upon the penal code of the state of Arkansas. So that's actually pretty great that Arkansas was, there's no laws against being a witch. You're just <laughs> frowned upon. People are going to make fun of you and not want to be your friend, but they're not going to hang you. One of the most colorful stories about an Arkansas witch comes from the oral tradition and a local prominent family called the rhea family old miss inman was a blind in one eye and lived on quote lick branch and in 1858 was excommunicated from the baptist church for practicing witchcraft which is the most ozark thing ever (laughs) Baptist, (laughs) baptist church is the only thing up there a female member of the church named gaddy or named Gaddy charged that the accused had come to the complainant's house at night, saddled and bridled the complainant, and rode her for miles over the hills and valleys of the country. So, I mean, that sounds—I mean, to me, it sounds very sexual. I don't know. That's just to be me. Of course, it But these were like the stories that you were hearing in like 1692 with the Salem witch trials, but. They weren't hanging people. That's what's so interesting. It's like, it's the same accusations, but not necessarily the same deadly consequences. So, interesting Doing The most bizarre charge made against Miss Inman was that on at least one occasion, the alleged witch rode Miss Gaddy into the neighbor's barn and there bred her like a Spanish jack. So that is absolutely sexual. You cannot deny that. <laughs> Bred her. <laughs> I I don't know old people speak, but to me that sounds very sexual. To bred her? hmm Like a Spanish Jack. Like a horse. I think that's a horse. Is that a horse? i like me. Anyway, moving on. Wayman Hoague, who grew up in the late eighteen hundreds, were called Stories of the Supernatural, which is her favorite or were a favorite pest of older men and women. He remembered witches were blamed for milk going sour, for children having epileptic fits, and for sudden deaths of livestock. Poe's neighbor, Uncle Johnny Bledsdow once claimed that he could not plow his fields because witches had ridden his horse all night, and it was too tired to do its job in the morning. What? 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 The actual fuck, people. <laughs> Uh like literally, your horse isn't doing a shops so is like, oh witch is just mm, no, I can't. <laughs> uh many people considered Angie Paxton to be a witch. She and in- completely rejected that label. And uh so Vance Randolph, who is, you know, touring the Ozarks asking people. Met her in 1936, and Angie Paxson sat on the edge of a little porch. As we approached, she greeted us politely enough, but without any particular enthusiasm, and fixed with on me with a sharp black eye, says, Them fools down at the store told you I was a witch, didn't they? Well, I ain't. I am a fortune teller. Ozark history right here for you. I'm not <laughs> a witch. No. I'm a fortune teller. <laughs> Just play uh, on words. Randolph described Paxton as a clairvoyant, a fortune teller, an adept in magic, white and black. She has, according to her neighbors, the gift of the second sight, the ability to commune with spirits, good and evil, to understand the past and read the future. He read, in his, or he wrote in his little book that he wrote about the Ozarks. Some people go as far as to call her a witch, although this is not a term used lightly in the Ozarks even today. So I find this incredibly fascinating that you know, she's just like, fuck yeah, I can see the future. And people in Ozarks were like, Alright, checks out. <laughs> it's like still not burning her. But everywhere else in the country, people are getting like drowned. Like fucking the ducking thing. Like, we'll throw you in the river and see if you survive. Crazy. Seventy-six year old Widler Paxton was like many women who were accused of witchcraft, elderly, poor, widowed, and living in extreme isolation. She was staying with relatives at the time this guy talked to her because her house was lost to a landslide.
0: I'm just (laughs) landslide.
1: I I also find it incredibly interesting that the Ozarkians are out here doing medicine, doing witchy shit, but then they're also seeing an old lady doing witchy shit and they're like, ooh, witch. Like how do they differentiate their folk remedies to their like folk magic that that's the thing that i find it's a very thin line so they're very similar but i don't know but there was a glossary of witchy terms so here's my favorites a booger dog (laughs) okay uh a booger refers to a whole host of mythical black animals that are sometimes thought to be a witch in disguise Black animals in general are often looked at with suspicion by Ozark Hill Folk. It is said that the only way to kill a witch or a booger dog is to shoot it with a silver bullet. Oh. You know,
0: please don't shoot black animals. I know, it's crazy. Even to this day, uh, black animals don't actually get adopted as much as the other ones still. Mm. I think that's kind of stuff. So they're actually... Of
1: my favorites, like a black lab and black cats and whatnot. Yeah, the next one is drawn it, and it has no G because in the Arkansas, you don't say G's, so all this is very else. <laughs> drawing it is to attract something helpful or beneficial to oneself, usually it refers to a divine favor, love, or fortune. So you're drawing it to yourself, all the good vibes, or whatever. A goomer doctor. <laughs> just seems like an insult, calling somebody a goomer. It's a similar concept to the witch doctor. It's somebody who uses charms and prayers in a way to remove goomerin or witchcraft. This form of folk magician is accepted by most Ozark hill folk as a servant of God. Therefore, the work they do, unlike that of witches, is considered an aid, rather a hindrance. It's like basically calling a preacher a goomer. It's scholarly, so we can do that.
0: <laughs> it gives us an
1: excuse. <laughs> oh, a hag, uh, yes. they, a witch, or a worker of the dark arts or black magic. Witches, unlike doctors or healers, are said to have gained their powers from the devil or evil spirits. <laughs> it's pronounced devil. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a power doctor. Sounds very powerful. An old name that refers to a traditional healer who uses physical charms, verbal charms, or prayers more than yarbs and medicine and healing. It's rare that these days to hear this name, even among the old folks around, you know, the Ozarks. Yarbs are herbs because Ozark people can't say shit right. <laughs> uh, anyway, a hate and that's h-a-i-n-t a A haint is a ghost or spirit (laughs) comes from hainted which is haunted but you know zars can't say shit right so hainted there's a certain blue collar turned to haint that used to be popular (laughs) for painting front doors as a protecting your house from a ghost good god (laughs) Try growing up here, guys. I'm telling. Rising is the next one. Most people say risen, but I've known from my accent, all eyes are like eyes. So rising is a boil or sometimes a pimple, a sore spot that rises up on the skin. So next time I have a pimple, be like, I have a rising. There's a witch. A witch is rising my skin. <laughs> the hills are coming out. Spelt is the next one. A condition of having witchcraft put upon them can manifest in many ways. Typical ways or unexpected sickness or a sudden loss of luck or money. So most people say spelled. Like you put a spelling, but and the Ozarks say spelt. <laughs> Makes me think like they spelt me. They got me spelled. The- spelt me. <laughs> Uh, stepping on something. And that's how it's spelled, something. It's missing a lot of letters. Now when I understand more than all the other words. (laughs) A phrase referring to a coming into contact with a bad thing by stepping on or in something that was laid down in your path. A witch ball. A ball of matted hair and or feathers mixed with wax and then thrown at a person. (laughs) Uh oh, just the visual. Uh, oh, makes me happy. Uh, it's a way of hurting or killing this person or bringing them under the witch's influence. Like, yeah, that one just seems fun. <laughs> Molly people with a ball. And then last one is a yarb doctor. Someone who heals by the means of yarbs or herbs. Either medicinally or magically. And then, uh, the last little fun fact is that Arkansas takes their folklore very seriously and they have an Ozark Folk Center and it's a state park and it's a Mountain View, Arkansas and it's open from like mid April to mid November and it has like music festivals, and they have an herb garden that has all the herbs we talked about, and it shows, like, how each one is medicinally, like, used throughout history, and it's a way to uh, ensure all of the Ozark folklore is, uh, you know, preserved. And then they have a bluegrass (laughs) festival in the spring, and you can hear some legit banjos playing in the woods of the Ozarks, which apparently is what people think they hear anytime they're in the Ozarks. (sighs) first time I took Zeke up there to meet, like, my family, he's like, I'm going to hear banjos, aren't I? I'm like, that's that's not a thing. <laughs> and we drove through Mountain View, and there's goddamn banjos playing, and he was like, I knew it. We're not all, like, backwoods hillbillies. I know. I
0: mean, somewhat, but not like. And it makes me think of people who's, who think we still are barefoot all the time. Not the truth i am barefoot in my house because oh, all the time yeah i don't want to track whatever's on the bottom of my shoe all over my house mm-hmm. and um, and yes i prefer to be barefoot most of the time <laughs> but <laughs> the library that we worked
1: at the woman that hired both of us i believe mary uh she told me a story one time that she would go to these librarian conferences mm-hmm. where it's like national and they'd say, where are you from? And she's like, oh, I'm from Arkansas. And they're like, oh, you're wearing shoes. And she's like, oh, we get a special pair we wear when we get to go outside of the state. And they didn't know how to process. <laughs> she's the most like stone cold face person you'll ever meet. So you can't yes. tell when she's cracking a joke. It's terrifying. I spent so many years terrified of her. <laughs> I loved her, but I was also terrified of her.
0: But once oh, she got used scared. to her, you mm-hmm. and everything.
1: Yeah. She popped up on my Facebook yesterday. and I was like, "Huh? <laughs> it was shocking. And I haven't seen her in years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I remember I was in Chicago one time, and I was at the mall. And I think I was buying, like, a cowboy hat because I was, it was, like, leopard print. Oh, I'm wearing leopard print now. Anyway, leopard print cowboy hat at a mall in Chicago. I don't know why. And somebody was like, oh, where are you from? Your accent's so cool. And I was like, I'm from Arkansas. They're like, but you're wearing shoes. And I was like, you know, that happens occasionally. And for a fun fact, the whole barefoot and pregnant bullshit came around in the 60s. Because some congressman in Arkansas from Perryville, fuck that guy, was like, we don't want our women in politics. We want to keep them barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen. And that's the thing that stuck. Nothing else good about Arkansas stuck, but that one did. And it will haunt us forever.
0: Hopefully not forever, but...
1: (laughs) So, how about your morbid (laughs) segment? It's a good transition, right? To your morbid?
0: Sure. (laughs) So, this is cool Scandinavian folklore tales. I've got a couple of The the ones I'll talk about are actually from Sweden. Ooh. That kind of fits into our last drunk dive. Our last drunk dive was about a. Oh, yeah, that's true. Very, very true. This is not. These are more just kind of like almost like a scary story war versus like murdering cult out in the fields,
1: <laughs> like killing people and shoving them in a corpse of a dead bear <laughs> and burning <Yeah>. it down. <laughs> uh,
0: good times. Yep. <laughs> Sorry. That's fine. It's just funny when I, especially hearing the pouring of the drink, that just <laughs> makes me laugh. And the fact that it's off camera, so I just do this little. So here we have the beggar. And it's, the story goes that there was a town named Dalland or Dalland, excuse me, Dalland. That's probably both wrong, but it is an A, so (laughs) we're starting off great. That was, anyways, Dalland was suffering from a disease that was wiping out much of the population and causing many people to flee. The townsfolk were beside themselves with worry, and they just didn't have, know how to stop it, and they were desperate. Until an old man from Finland aha, hey. came along with sage advice on how to stop the how to stop the diseased. He told them that only a sacrifice would put an end to it and explained that they would need to bury a living thing in the ground. Oh no. I <laughs> like how your eyes like oh, got a little big <laughs> <laughs> The villagers were desperate to stop the disease, so they took his advice. They began by burying a rooster alive in the ground. (laughs) It's not enough, is it? It's going to get bigger. (laughs) We'll see. But their cruel act failed to produce any results. So they upped the ante by burying an entire goat alive, which failed. Uh, feeling there was no other option they decided that the only sacrifice worthy enough to end the spread of the disease be an actual human being hmm. in order to accomplish this they set their sights on an orphaned boy no and offered him bread as bait for no
1: god damn it it's gotta be an orphan kid that's just like hungry <laughs>
0: You know, husband, the unassuming man. child fell for their trap completely and was dropped in a prepped hole they had dug earlier. The villagers immediately began shoveling dirt on top of the child. And he, of course, he was terrified and he pled with them, but they didn't stop. They buried him alive and they continued to and uh, without mercy.
1: Oh.
0: Um, before long, the job was done and the child was simply left to die in the hopes he would end the spread of the disease. Some villagers claimed that they could hear his cries from under the ground, even after his death, crying to the cruel act that had been done to him. Oh, that's so bad. It's morbid, y'all. Oh.
1: Oh, why is this a segment? <laughs> you picked it. I know. I mean, like, oh,
0: so fucked up.
1: Oh, poor kid. Isn't that, like, the one, like, biggest fear of people being parried alive, too? Yes.
0: Yeah. Oh. please. No, this next one is not as depressing. It's more. Oh, good. Interesting to me. And it's called, it's either Kitta Grayu or Kita Grayu. It's K I T T A. This story tells the tale of a very evil woman named Kita Grayu. And she was such a despicable person that she knew the devil when she saw him. She was essentially on first name terms with him and was such a nasty person that even he had a little fear of her. he had been trying to spread discord between a newly married couple and but had fallen but had been failing over and over so kita mocked him and saying that she could easily do the deed and ensure the couple would no longer be happy the devil encouraged her and promised her a nice new pair of shoes if she succeeded oh oh good (laughs) it's all we ladies need (laughs) I <laughs> know. For and now devil's Mark, Arkansas Shoes. <laughs> She's actually probably from Arkansas. I just needed <laughs> shoes. Yep. The wicked woman first went to talk to the wife, telling her that her husband was indeed a wonderful man, but there's still some evil in his heart. She claimed that she needed to shave her husband under his chin to remove the last of the wickedness, the wickedness that resided within him. The woman thinking this can do nothing but good, agreed that shaving her husband while he napped was a good idea.
1: <laughs> I just like that he's sleeping. <laughs> That's yeah. no consent in this too.
0: Um well pretty sure she didn't want to say like the devil's in you and so she thought maybe she she snuck this, I don't know. But Keita then went to talk to the husband and she first praised their marriage and the man's wonderful wife, but told him that his wife was planning to cut his throat. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's all coming together. Yep. He didn't really believe it, but couldn't help be a little bit paranoid. And so when he reclined that day and only pretended to be asleep, carrying out her plan, his wife tried to shave him, and her husband was incensed and convinced that she had been trying to kill him. Surprise. <laughs> the two did not actually kill each other, so they were they stayed married, but the devil's wish was permanent and discord in their marriage was a success. And Kita earned her brand new pair of shoes. Oh I mean
1: I guess she won that round. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, shoes are hard, good shoes are hard to come by, you yeah. They really are. I mean, if the devil's procuring them, I'm sure they're pretty good. It's got like angel powers and whatnot,
0: so um, you know, I can do one more. This one's actually from Finland um the sly fox. this one is sad it, it it's morbid so I don't I'm like, I was debating on reading <laughs> <I'm forgetting anything. sighs> so a wolf, this is the animal one, so it's kinda interesting. A wolf and his wife had just had three cubs, but the wife died in childbirth. The wolf needed to find someone to babysit the children, take care of them while he hunted, and provide for them. And he searched and searched through all the different animals for a lovely lullaby, but he just wasn't happy until he came upon a fox. And he thought that the fox's lullaby was just simply adorable, and he grieved to let the fox look after his cubs while he went out hunting. The wolf hunted for a while, and after a time, he returned with some fresh meat for his children. He wished to visit with the little cubs, but the fox told him that they were sleeping and should not be disturbed. So the wolf trusted the new babysitter and went off to hunt again. The fox knew that with the wolf gone, he could get away with pretty much whatever he wanted, so he decided to eat the meat that was meant for the cubs. And that of course, he was supposed to be taking care of them. For good measure, he decided to eat one of the cubs, too. Oh, no, 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 no. Days passed as the wolf continued to hunt, and the fox decided that now that he had eaten one, he might as well keep going and quickly feasted on the remaining cubs. No. The wolf returned and wished to go and see his children. The fox knew he was in trouble. And so he tricked the wolf by claiming there was not enough room in the den. So he walked out quickly before the wolf could realize the betrayal. The wolf went after him and pinned down his paw in place. But the fox, being a trickster, made the wolf think that his foot was a root and slipped out. And he vanished into the forest, leaving the poor wolf in utter despair. Oh, Oh, with no wife no cubs and everything
1: <laughs> oh it's like that song push me to the edge all my friends are dead but it's like oh my family's dead oh. <laughs> i don't think i know that song it's really sad because uh my dogs all their friends are dead and one day i sang that and zeke's just like you're a terrible person <laughs> I'm like all their friends are dead i'm sorry Oh, man, that's rough. That is.
0: So there are some wonderful <laughs> stories of that area. Oh. Finland and a couple of Sweden, Swiss stories.
1: Those are really cool. I like European folklore. I know, I and there's really more. Have... And so, again,
0: we'll, I'll add that to the, the list so you can read the other other ones on there um <laughs> i will tell you they do not get happier <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah
1: Man. yeah my i i'd like to think mine's happier but it's not so my last one i have random and i got monsters <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> ah, here we go so i uh found out recently that we are number 37 on the true crime charts in malta so in honor of that this whole segment's gonna be about malta so thanks malta (laughs) whoever's listening to us like we're just like 10 away from some of my favorite podcasts and i'm just like oh we're so close we're on the same list (laughs) yeah i'm (laughs) geeking out so but malta is like a magical place it's Rich in history, it's surrounded by a beautiful sea, and it's crammed with some of the oldest archaeological gems in the entire world. So it's basically my heaven. So here we go. But Stephen D. Misfud, a biologist, wrote the book called The Maltese Beastry. Working out the Maltese folklore, mixing in superstition, legends, and half truths, these creatures remain remarkably Maltese in every step of the way because they're born out of the fears of their ancestors. So these are some monsters out of his book, and he did mention that because, like, there's never been a whole lot of research on these, because Malta is such a, I guess, considered a small island or whatever, but uh even with me doing these research, there's not a lot on the internet, especially in English that I can understand, but yeah, so if it went for his book, I wouldn't even know any of these, so. I'm really glad that he has booked. So number one is the shifke. <laughs> she, she, I, I, I she, I. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm so sorry. Or in Nailed English, it. It's called an imp. So, <laughs> but literally there is no pronunciation for any of these words online and I don't, I don't comprehend. So it gave some stuff phonetically and I still couldn't understand it. So here we are. I'm sorry. But this dude makes an appearance at a mild swear word, which I thought was pretty cool. The Hack G Hacks Shiaiki, which is apparently a swear word. So whatever I'm saying in Malta, let me know <laughs> because it didn't have a translation. <laughs> so. I hope I said it right. Anyway, these pesky devils are known to plague homes with the sole purpose of fucking shit up. They break vases, they drop books, they make noises all night so you can't sleep. So, that's fun. This mischievous creature delights in creating disharmony and getting people annoyed. It does this mainly by playing tricks and pranks. They don't intentionally kill you, but if they happen to loosen a chandelier and it falls on you and you're walking by, they're not mad about it. Just kind of like a, eh. The Ga- Oh, shit. Okay, Ga- (sighs) Earlier today, I thought I had this, and now I'm just like, no, I don't got it. The Gagibta tad dragonara were, in English, the Dragonara Serpent. Apparently, there's a huge underground cavern in the valley of the hark near St. George's Bay. (laughs) which is said to house monstrous sea serpents that's why it's called dragonora i'm so sorry to whoever's listening we're not gonna be we're not gonna be charting after this <laughs> be like i hate you i'm sorry <sighs> according to local legends a dragon lived in the caves near the peninsula. But the roaring which was heard was probably the sound of the waves hitting the rocks or the howling of the wind. It is believed that the rumors of this dragon were spread by smugglers to discourage people from going into the area. So next one is the Sarangu or the Scora. Uh In English, the Sackman. So, some more nightmare fuel. The sack man is a slave hunter of the netherworld who prowls around looking for kids who stayed up past their bedtime to throw into his sack and send them down to the devil himself. Which is, like, around Christmas time, there was a lot. What was that person that was like, you eat Santa's cookies, you get thrown in a sack, or you're just bad, you get thrown in a sack. There's a lot of sacks. And a lot of these folklores. Just some grotesque creatures shoving children in, running away. You know. Anyway, next one, the Golfu or the Screech Owl. This one's a screamer. Literally, the Screech Owl is a large owl with the power to also literally petrify its victims with its scream. Don't piss it off because it will go Medusa on your ass, turn you into a statue. I didn't expect that
0: one. Okay. Like
1: that punishment or whatever. The Gadiju is a predatory humanoid that hunts in the dark network of tunnels which connects the daylit underworlds. It awaits and, like a spider, pounces on any animal or human victim that passes by. That's all I had on that one, but I didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Ah, The order. The oars tell Gandlora. is said that a huge bear that has the habit of regularly ascending up a tunnel that exits a hidden cave mouse somewhere on the side of Gelmas Hill is in search of unsuspecting prey. Children are warned to lock their windows to avoid the claws snatching them
0: from their beds. Just makes the claws. <laughs> the
1: How did people sleep here? Police horrifying tales you're a child you're just like what's gonna eat me there's like 50 to choose from i don't <laughs> understand uh the mala is a ghoul chilling at the bottom of a town's well and the only way to get rid of her is to block the whole thing up and move so she is <laughs> <laughs> she's just a well ghoul you know this one i thought was fucking badass the sensa mute is the theory is that death is female and her name is Senza driving the world from ground rent life is short and leased out to humans and death comes to collect it so to this Okay that one sounds pretty cool death is a woman she's like I'm going to come get my shit you're done come <laughs> on come, come on the babao is the boogeyman hiding in the shadows of unused rooms or deep wardrobes in your home no one hears the babau coming until it's too late. folk legends speak of him being drawn to leftovers that haven't been cleaned away. <laughs> I love all these things, like, how do we scare kids to do their chores? <laughs> yeah. The fucking boogeyman, if you don't put the leftovers away, he's gonna fucking eat you. Children aren't preferred food source, but they will literally eat anything, including your pets. If starved, it will wither and crumble away, but when feeding, its jaw drops, and its thin frame can swallow its victim whole, and the more it eats, the stronger it grows.
0: Quick pause. I love cats saying that they took the dogs and told them that they're one step closer to being a bastard. (laughs)
1: Uh, That's awesome. The, the Gajabem oh, talima Right. Was, no as Jeff said, bless you. <laughs> bless you. Seven-headed hydra. The serpent, which lives in the water, but could happily slither onto land, is said to be the physical embodiment of the seven deadly sins. I didn't and, know that, that was from. Yeah, and it's also flesh-eating, so...
0: Oh, yeah. That's just a given. <laughs> But the seven deadly sins, I didn't know about that.
1: That's cool. Yeah, I think a lot of times when you see the hydra, it's like three heads, right? And no. Unless you chop it off, it grows more. Oh, yeah, maybe. Like the Greek one. The Greek one starts at three, yeah. Three, and then it grows. So this one's a little, bit, a little bit more. And I did read that a lot of the monsters originated somewhere. But, like, when people came to Malta, they kind of, like, evolved into their own thing. Uh, the silfish, <laughs> Silphian, <Syl-sh- Okay>. <laughs> it's like an F and J together. It's really hard. Sh- anyway, it's a sh- giant ass shark. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go with that. <laughs> an ancient sea monster that scares even the toughest sailors. Uh, put simply, it is a shark the size of a large whale. The oldest known is supposed to be 500 years old and 60 feet long. Which I'm pretty sure the Megalodon is like only like forty something, right? I think okay. I, I did that segment a while back, and I don't remember, but I'm pretty sure it was in the forties, so uh a lot of the old maps around that area have this creature like fighting other ones, and there's another folktale that mentions that is playing a game with a sperm whale, so I thought that was just a random fact that was funny. Thank you. and a lot of the maps that have it are from the 1500s to 1600s. So, really fucking old. And then it's probably related to a megalodon. As recently as 1956, though, some people claim that it resurfaced. A retired Englishman swimming in St. Thomas Bay was dragged down to the depths by a monster shark, large enough to split a fishing vessel in two. So, people claim that it's actually real. Because it is. It is real. (laughs) Okay, the gaga. I think I'm just going to say that like Lady Gaga. Uh, is a monster whose only crime was being born on the 24th of December at midnight. A curse for being born at the same time as Christ, the Gaga was transformed into a zombie-like creature shambling through the streets on Christmas Eve. Many born on this day fight off the curse by staying up all night and counting rice. My question is, is if you're born on that day, how are you counting rice if you're a newborn?
0: I don't know. Some cultures or species, um, you can pass down memories to your next, to your child.
1: Oh, maybe. But it's also, mostly in the bay. But also, spoiler alert: Christ wasn't built born on Christmas. No. <laughs> it was like April, right? Also, who wants to count rice? Yeah, that sounds really boring. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, the tax collecting, it was in the spring or something. (laughs) I don't know. Why rice? I don't know. I don't know, Jeff Jeff. I don't, it's very specific,
0: and unless I bought this dude's book, I couldn't find out. So, (laughs) I think, well, this sounds like a fairy thing, too. I think it's fairies. I know if you pour sugar in front of them, they have to count every grain. I think it's. I don't know if there's some that do rice too, but. Oh,
1: yeah, there is a yeah. creature where
0: you have, they have to count every grain of
1: grass. Rice, I said grass. I do I guess they just maybe pick the most tedious thing
0: that they count and
1: the said Oh, have- that's true. <laughs> uh, the next one is the Giddy Majummon. M- okay. <laughs> They're cursed looking. Uh, da, 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 wait. No. Some say they are individuals cursed into looking this way for their evil acts. These creatures hide in trees and caves, wailing all night to ease their sorrows and frighten those who might get too close. Their sorrow is so bad that it seeps into the soil and causes the entire area around it to be filled with dread. So, again, very ominous. <laughs> The Gafrit Afrit is a trickster through and through. It promises the world and delivers nothing but pain. The only way to get your revenge is to trap the demon in a jug, which is no <laughs> mean feat. The demonic spirits are slippery and a lot more powerful than they look. Be careful what you wish for, because the best outcome is a uh, death. So I just <laughs> like the thought of it being slippery. <laughs> Uh, Okay, and the next one is a mid... Oh, God. Mid... All these words don't look like they should be, like, formulated together. English has ruined me, because I don't understand. But mid... mid doll is a changeling. No one would really recommend leaving your child alone in the dark, but legend has it that a baby left alone during the first 40 days of life runs the risk of having its soul replaced by a demon. The baby will quickly fall ill and start to look deformed. The only cure is finding a specific wayside chapel, half burying the changeling and begging a patron saint to bring your child back to you. <sighs> They're burying children.
0: It makes me, when I was reading out my folklore, there is a fairy one that again, a changeling. It's a baby. You have a baby. It, the fairies will steal it, and you're supposed to find a fairy mound. And it made me think, like, Native American, like, Toltec mounds in a way, like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Anyway, so you supposed to find a fae mound, and if you don't find it within, like, a couple of days, the baby's dead. Yeah. That's all right. I'm just, like, left and I know. I, I didn't know that.
1: And I haven't brought an Outlander in a long time, but there's an episode where she finds a baby in a tree and she tries to save it because she's a doctor. And the people are like, you can't do that because it's a changeling. And then the baby dies and people blame her because they said that because she killed the the changeling, wouldn't give her her baby back. And then she's just like, fucking A, people. That wasn't a changeling. It was a baby you left in the fucking cold Scottish rain in a tree to die. And it was just Anyway, there wasn't a lot of monsters because there's not a lot of research on Malta. So there's a few other legends that I thought were really fucking cool. So we're going to talk about those. So with 7,000 years of history behind it, Malta has a few legends. Malta (laughs) and its islands on the Maltese Archipelago have logged appearances in the Odyssey, the Bible. And it's also been thought to be Atlantis. So here we go. According to the Bible, in 60 A.B., Paul the Apostle, who stood against the religious rebellion, was on his way to Rome to appeal to Caesar when a ship was caught in a storm. The ship was wrecked on the Maltese Island, and Paul was able to swim to safety. According to the story, it was Paul and his missionaries who brought Christianity to Malta, and there's some supporting evidence for this. It was one of the first Roman colonies to convert, and they actually called this island, or this part, this peninsula, St. Paul. Whatever. So, uh, the next one is often posited that Gozo is a legendary. Oh God. Okay. Oh, Ogygia. Oh shit. Who's read the the Homer Odyssey in a while? Ogygia. Oh. okay, okay. <laughs> Island home of the nymph Calypso. In Homer's epic poem, The Odyssey, this is where Odysseus was shipwrecked and ultimately held captive by Calypso for seven years. Mm -hmm. A widely held local legend, a number of historians also seem to back this up, including Greek historian Callimachus. The cave where Odysseus is thought to have been held captive is known as Calypso's cave, and it overlooks the Ramla Hamra beach. I'm so sorry, Maltese people. Uh, the legend of the Tal Makluba. <laughs> I don't know why I did this to myself. The legend states that once the area of the Tal Makluba, the south of the Maltese village of Karindi, there was once an evil village. The people were so bad that God punished them by opening the ground up whole, and the whole village was swallowed by the earth. The opening in the ground stopped exactly in front of the chapel, which is still present to this day. The crater is 50 meters in circumference and 40 meters deep. Scientifically, it's said to have been caused by a storm that struck in 1343 when the underlying limestone strata, or Dolan, collapsed. So, that's a fun story. And one of the most enduring Maltese myths on the island is that of St. Paul and the Viper. In the Books of Acts, it is claimed that while Paul was collecting firewood, a snake bit him on the hand. The Maltese locals were sure that he was going to die from the bite, but instead, Paul suffered no ill effects. The Maltese, who were very superstitious at the time, expected him to die of poisoning. And when no harm came to them, they were like, eh, he must be a god. And then, from that time on, all snakes and scorpions in Malta became harmless and non-poisonous. So... <laughs> Oh, you gotta love a good, good uh, Christian book story. <sighs> and then finally, the first described by Plato, the sunken city of Atlantis, has exerted a strong hold over the popular imagination. For some, this myth is just that. To others, including archaeologists and theorists, the actual geographical location is something worthy of serious investigation. While there's no firm consensus on where it was, Although it's agreed that it's actually not underwater now, Malta remains a really strong contender. The reason? The island is home to some incredibly ancient structures. Malta has incredibly old shit. 9,000 years old. Jesus. That's older than fucking Egyptian shit. That's crazy, and I did not realize this till today when I was looking this up. So I'm like, I need to go there stat. Just yes, please take me with you. And it has potentially the oldest stone ruins in the entire world. Malta once had huge animals like elephants. This shows evidence of having been destroyed by a huge cataclysmic wave. So it's kind of adding up to me. Author Joseph Elul and others have proposed that Malta was part of a great civilization of the past, possibly Atlantis, and Malta was probably connected to other parts of the Mediterranean when a huge wave from Atlantic. Filled the Mediterranean. The island is far too small now to be Atlantis, but because the Mediterranean was so different 12,000 years ago, it's not out of the question that it was much larger. So, I'm all over that. I'm team Malta's Atlantis. So, thanks Malta people, Maltese listeners, for making us number 37 on your true crime.
0: Please don't hate us now.
1: <laughs> please, please forgive me. I seriously Googled every single pronunciation, and there was no pronunciation guide. And I was like, oh, shit. And only one had a phonetic, like, spelling. So I'm so sorry.
0: It, it, was, it was really hard. It's fun. It's fun. We try. And we, we own up to our mistakes and our flaws. It It's
1: a fun-looking language. I just wish I could, you know.
0: If any of listeners from there would like to send videos or clips of you pronouncing these words, I would love that on Facebook or on Instagram or something. Please do. Oh, yes. I am always for
1: a good pronunciation. I want to go there. Now that I know that it's Atlantis, I have to go. So anyway, thanks guys for joining us again. And we have a really quick, Shout out to Marie who upgraded from fierce AF to majestic AF. Thank you so much, Marie. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate you so much.
0: Thank you. This was a lot of fun. Please join podcasts. Uh, join us and join the Patreon because we do amazing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Michael, we do a lot of things and the book chats. And what's your newest art range uh
1: the last one is on guernica so it's a uh, world war Two hitler um i actually kind of cry at the end of it i apologize <laughs> i didn't want to like re-edit it <laughs> so many people died and i got so emotional oh my gosh oh uh, but i really a love part. that painting it's one of the they use it as a kind of symbol for every war now where there's civilian deaths and stuff. So it was, it was a lot. But yeah, we do we do a lot of stuff. And also we have that thing going now for... We're going to do a drawing. I think we're going to wait for a few more people to join before we do the drawing for the ghost hunting kit. But
0: uh-huh. uh, it should be fun. And of course our social media, which is Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at HistoricalAFPod. So... uh please send word correct word pronunciations <laughs> <laughs> and then please just look us up for all kinds of fun memes and pictures for the episodes and all kinds of awesome funny links and craziness because we have 80 and um so bad yeah. so bad <laughs> but that's okay we accept our flaws like what? not pronouncing things it's true
1: and also we need more stories please send stories. us stories about literally anything so history ghost stories cult stories thanks blake and then other <laughs> we haven't heard from you in a while like but yeah anything you have send it to historical afpod at gmail.com
0: because we need more send us more shit yeah Hello? <laughs> <laughs> say anything and i have not looked I have not googled knitting yet. I don't, hang <gasps> off. I, mean, I need I need something. Snap, snap. <laughs> not snapping. I'm holding things, but I've I've been playing with bobby pins this whole time, and a quarter. Um, we need things, though. I have refused to google this, and I, and then I'll see something shiny, and I'll forget, and then like a week goes by, I'm like, goddamn, I need knitting history, apparently.
1: Yes. If you have any legends or lore from your hometown or your home state or your home country, please send them. Please, please, please. We want to know.
0: Or just say where you're from and we'll look it up. Because apparently, yeah. apparently in North Dakota is the... hell mouth. Hell mouth. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's
0: priceless.
1: Yeah, if you have a cool job, like I said last week, somebody mentioned that they clean up crime scenes. And I was like, please email us because I need to know about your job. Or if you have a cool person in your family, uh, or a good ghost story, my mom has a new ghost story. She's going to send in.
0: I'm like, mom, like, you're in danger, girl. The house is haunted. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not like a complete weirdo. That person that mentioned knitting. They left some kind of teaser email. Like, I did it, it yeah. was like a a thing. I and mean, so it's what? Not like, It's not like I. And like have a fetish of knitting okay like it's, it's an innocent curiosity we're just always very strong-minded oh. <laughs>
1: anyway i think that's it yeah. all right okay this
0: bye <laughs> <laughs> thank y'all thanks guys